am Danny Stewart, the editor-in-chief for ComicallyInclined.com, and your host for this podcast. And I am Blake Hickman, the digital media director. Hi, Blake. Uh, long time no see. Long time no see. <laughs> so we are in the process of building a new studio, yep. and uh, this is not it. This is the old nerd dungeon. Uh, we're back to basics for a little bit. Uh, but glad to see everybody back in the comments. It has been too long. We have missed each Indeed. and every one of you. Way too long. Seriously. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't even know what to do with my hands anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be awkward forever. Yeah. Um, cool beans. Uh, you will notice a, uh, a big Britney-sized hole in the show uh britney is uh has left the company i don't know if you saw the post on facebook but she is working on stuff in her own uh in her own world focusing on her business and just needed to take a step away from comically inclined she'll be in the comments from time to time if not on every podcast if she's got time she said so she'll probably stop in say hi on a beach bye you know like (laughs) she used to do uh but anyway we wish her all the best and uh we're glad to keep her as a fan and she's uh, promise to help with some of our events and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. so we still see her face around probably. Yeah, Brittany yeah. will still be around. Uh, also, our human relations specialist and uh, fact checker extraordinaire, <laughs> Ben, it should be in the comments <laughs> eventually. Uh, also, our uh, creative director, Katrina Stewart, is in the comments now. Uh, say hi to everyone, Katrina. So, Blake... It's been a minute. It has. It, you has. Want, it may take a little bit to get the rumor mill fired up, but, you know... Couple more extra pulls and it'll probably get going. Yeah. You ready? Uh, Let's fire rumor mill up. Oh, I'm in the scene. <laughs> uh, so, uh, right off the top, uh, what we got going, uh, this is one of the most anticipated uh, series that I'm ready for season two of, and that's Moon Knight. There is Moon Knight season two uh, rumored that it will be coming out before the Avengers movies. So I'm really hoping they intertwine him into those Avenger movies because I would love to see a collaboration with him and some other characters that we're familiar with. Yeah, so Moon Knight was a lot of fun, but again, it didn't really branch into the larger MCU. Um, So I think that that is something that I would love to see. And it's it's been intimated that they're going to try to roll some of the more street-level superheroes back into the bigger right. the bigger movies, Such as right? bringing Daredevil and, and all of them in, too. So, yeah. Man, Daredevil. I'm so ready for that 18-episode series. An actual, legit-running series is 18 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is like eight episodes. Have we gotten like a, an episode length <clears throat> on that just yet? Uh, we have not. Uh, we just I think we just got a number of how many episodes they're going to have. I don't think there's no estimated runtime yet. I wonder if they're going to go shorter like She-Hulk or if they're going to do hour-long episodes. Do you think we'll get 18 hours of uh, Daredevil or do you think we'll get somewhere in the 30-minute runtime? Well, I mean, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if we got 18 hours. <laughs> that wouldn't uh, bother me a bit. I don't know. I, it, I hope they're not 30-minute ones, but with there being eight, 18 of them, it's not going to hurt my feelings. But I, I really honestly want 45-minute to hour ones, preferably. I would like that, but I'm willing to bet that we're going to get the the smaller run times. Well, I just feel like, how can you have such a short run time and have something serious, you know, something that's going on less like, like, I mean, to me, something 30 minutes or less, is it has to be a lighthearted comedy or just a fun show that doesn't really, I don't know. I I think if they're going to go this route that they need to go, they need to be at least 45 minutes to an hour. I do think that the... uh, 
you're looking if if it's 18 hours and it's uh half hour episodes then you're looking at nine hours worth of film the original daredevil series on netflix if i remember correctly had upwards of 13 episodes per 12 or 13 episodes yeah, I per think so. i can't remember it's, it's, season it's definitely more than what we're getting right now at disney plus so yeah so it's uh you know hopefully that 18 hours though man that would be incredible so yep uh, number two on the list, we get uh, the first MCU movie that has been nominated for a Golden Globe, uh, Wakanda Forever. Finally, MCU is entering into you know getting something, some kind of award MCU uh, movie. So, man, I mean, like that's one of the things that that I feel like so many people's worked against to make sure that those aren't able to get anything. And so it's nice to finally see that they, you know, at least get some kind of nomination. It's incredible the stigma that they will put on the idea of a superhero film right. that that it's not allowed to be a great film or that it's not allowed to win any kind of major awards because it's supposed to be like for kids or as Scorsese said it's not an actual it's not actual cinema bullshit uh, it's more like an amusement park but honestly it, it amusement park I will play all day in art <laughs> art is always about the thing you create and not about the medium so I mm. think that it it, it just destroys their artistic perspective or their artistic credibility to just say like well that'll never that'll never be credible right yeah so it's and and golden golden globe consideration usually leads to oscar consideration right. i'm hoping this is like our our step in the doorway i say our like we we make the movies but like i, I just really hope this is our step in the doorway for these movies these actors these directors these screenwriters to get the the honorable mentions and and things that they that they deserve i mean there's so much put into these and tell me how many of these people actually can continue on this many movies tied in with this many with one giant story done. yeah it's never been done it's the most successful movie franchise ever made so yeah hopefully this is our step in the door i honestly thought that uh heath ledger winning the oscar for playing the joker in uh, the dark knight um and then Joaquin Phoenix winning Best Actor playing the Joker was going to open the door for more comic book stuff, but it appears to only be opening the door for more people playing Joker. Yeah. Uh, So, you know. If uh, Karate Kid won an Oscar the year that it was released, and Superman 2 didn't win an Oscar the year that it was released, (laughs) I don't know that it's ever going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but Ben is in the chat. Ben, it is so good to see you in there fact-checking once again. Uh, please tell me if I'm wrong about anything. That's what you live for. He said, well, the Dark Knight was real cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Dark, Knight's a, Dark Knight is a great Batman movie, and out of that oh, trilogy, yeah. it's the only one that's a Batman movie. Uh, um, I enjoyed the Christopher Nolan series the best, if you want to say, like, a full series of Batman movies. Yeah. But I, I, I just don't think that, and I've said this a million times and I'll continue to say it until the day I die. Uh, Batman begins and dark Knight rises are not Batman films. The dark Knight is the only one that is. <clears throat> all right. So, uh, polka dot man, uh, who we also know as Kurt and Ant-Man. Yep. As we all know, we have a new Ant-Man trailer that came out and I'm going to tell you like, this is the movie that I've been waiting for for a while, and like I'm probably the most excited about. But then, since they released this new, this newest trailer, man, it's so much more intense and it seems so much more serious. That oh, I'm even more pumped. Like I cannot wait. But uh, so David uh, Desmashian, mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his name. I, I think it's 
Dost Malkian. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. I I, I was I don't know. So he's li- labeled not to play Kurt. Uh, his character Kurt. Uh, it's labeled that his name is Veb. So like I'm really wondering like why like what what is the route that they're going with this? Uh, I mean, is this going? Are we getting a him from like another? Quantum, like from the quantum realm, but it looks like him as a different character, or is he going under just a new nickname? Or yeah, it, it, maybe, or maybe he's always been a plant from Kang in. Uh, oh in, man, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name uh, in Ant Man's life, and uh, and he gets revealed in the movie. Oh, as, that'd be wild. Yeah, like maybe a double agent. That was right off the top of my head just now. So no, no credibility to that. That is wild fan speculation. But maybe that would make sense. I mean, that would really make sense. Although it would be cool if they were in the quantum realm and there's another crazy Russian guy that's scared of the uh, um, what's the word? The the boogeyman. The oh, uh, Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so one thing too, actually. Uh, that I have not seen anybody address, and maybe I'm just thinking too much into this. So, like, when they're actually Cassie sitting there telling them, "Hey, I, I created this device that can, you know, reach to the quantum," so everybody's surprised. Everybody you can tell in the room is like, "Oh, they're, they're seeing this for the first time." But she doesn't say the device that I created. She says, "This is a device that we created." Who is we? Because obviously, it's nobody there in that room. So. Who would be helping her create a device of such? Well, you'd see her in that scene where they're bailing her out of jail, and it seems like she's maybe in a group of like freedom fighters, so maybe it's some version of the Young Avengers that's already together. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if like they brought in Bruno from like Ms. Marvel and like they kind of like was in the same neighborhood or became or were friends as well and like because he you know he's pretty techie on stuff that he created. That's true. And like they did some kind of collaboration, just a, a one-off character that we've seen. But it just gives a little bit more tease, you know, intertwining the characters. Maybe she's hanging out with Uncle Professor Hulk, and he's yeah. helping her. Or or Riri. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe they're all... Well, yeah, MIT's not... Well, you, they're in California. Oh, that's right. And MIT is in... New York. Or, well, no. No? Then is it in Berkeley? I don't know. Ben's, <laughs> ben, where's MIT? It's possible. Maybe they're, Maybe that's an MIT thing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. That, that'd be kind of neat if we, they sit there and gave us a little bit of crossover with that. But uh, speaking of uh, other people in crossovers, what about Darren Cross's Modoc? Yeah. So this has been <laughs> rumored for a minute. It. Um. I've, yeah. I've I've read that as a rumor, and I was like, well, it makes sense, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know. And then in this new trailer, he's literally got his face on the Modoc body. Yeah. And like you see, so many people who are giving it crap and comparing it to George Lopez on uh, uh, Spy Kids. Oh yeah, yeah. And but here, but here's the thing: that character, for the way it was illustrated in the comics, there's really no good way you can post that character in real life and it be okay. Yeah. So really, I mean, I think where they do the the mask with the glowing eyes, I probably I think we're going to see that probably more than anything. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I think it's great. I mean, that character's not supposed to look realistic. I mean, come on, we're we're talking about in a quantum realm here as well, but yeah. uh, and a, a huge head with legs and feet. You can't make that look good. <laughs> so my friend Josh is in the the chat, and he said uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. That's what MIT stands for. 
<laughs> so, well, uh, that is a new yeah. one for me. I thought the M just stood for something technological, like yeah, me too. Modern magnets. <laughs> magnets. <laughs> magnets is teaching. That's what I thought MIT stood for. Mm. And and thought, Josh, thought, Josh like, is much smarter than me for sure. He's a professor, so um, he would definitely know. Yeah, <laughs> he's Professor H. Uh, so what do you think about uh, we finally get to see Kang also uh, yes. using some of his powers? And something I didn't notice until this new trailer, Kang has scars down his face that yes. make the lines that Kang has in the comics. Right. And so we also get to see the little blue shield kind of go over his face, which is kind of similar like to what we see in uh, Endgame when yeah. they go to travel the Quantum Realm. Oh, yeah, so that's true. I wonder as well because so you – and I'm not going to lie. Like, I heard this from another podcast, uh, New Rockstars. But never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, th- this is a good theory, I think. So you also see his eyes glow blue when uh, he's actually doing some stuff. So you wonder if the scars is a surgery he had to actually be able to, by his mind, control whatever he wants—that face shield, his powers, or whatever—and hmm. that's how his eyes glow blue. I, I just have to assume that far in the future, they're a little better with microsurgery and not worse. Yeah, that they true. had to that's cut true. his whole yeah. face open just but to get in there. May, maybe he was doing it with his time traveling back in time. He did. Oh. It with, who knows? Maybe, or know. maybe it was his first attempt. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he was like, ah, worked on that rat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think with the technology, they'd have technology to get rid of scars in general. So, and maybe he wants them. Maybe 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 it's a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe he saw from the future where he's at. He saw a video of Mike Tyson's face tattoo, and he thought, "I could do that." Something like that. Not the same, (laughs) but something. Yeah, he's like, but I'm just not going to verse Danny like Mike did. So I would fight Mike Tyson in a heartbeat. I'd also fight (laughs) Kang, though. To be fair, and 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 if you haven't seen the actor that portrays Kang, he is crazy swole. Like he is in such good shape from Creed, Creed Three, like. He looks like he would literally punch your face off of your face. Yeah. Yeah, he he wouldn't just bite your ear off. He'd probably just go ahead and bite your head off. So. <laughs> but uh so there's a once again another rumored uh celebrity going around about Reed Richards. And everybody's like, "I don't know how I feel about this or, you know, not not sure if he would be great." Oh, I'm pretty sure this is a bad idea. So Adam Driver is the latest rumored person to play Reed Richards. And I just don't want another crybaby bitch on screen again uh, <laughs> trying to portray a good character that, you know, so I don't know. I I don't think that Adam Driver is a good choice. And, and it's no. crazy because I've seen a lot of really good choices thrown out there for who could be playing Reed and then Adam Driver. And I it's not that I don't like Adam Driver as an actor. He's been in some great stuff. And his portrayal of uh, Kylo Ren at first had a lot of potential. So I don't think that he's necessarily mm. a terrible choice. He's yet to impress me. I mean, just like make me super impressive. Like now he freaking crushed that row. I've never seen a row. He's crushed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, I just, the, the guy from, uh, from you, Penn Badgley, Penn Badgley. I'd is, rather see is, him than Adam driver is probably my second favorite one after Krasinski. Mm. So yeah, and here's another thing. All these people are griping about Krasinski and people are saying, too, now that uh, Kevin Feige sit there and probably did that on purpose just to prove to people <laughs> that, hey, this isn't who needs to be Reed Richards. Classic y'all, y'all sit there and picked a bad choice, and I'm going to prove it to you by giving us this little insert of it. 
But to me, it, it proved the opposite. It just yeah. proved that I think that's the perfect guy for Reed Richards. Yeah, as far as uh, as far as proof of concept goes, nailed it. Like, yeah, hundred percent. John Krasinski is a perfect read. And literally, I mean, if they don't use Krasinski, every single post for Fantastic Four in the future will say hashtag Not My Reed Richards. I promise you. Yeah, unless the actor they pick is good and it's just incredible, and it's like, oh, I get it. There's a couple of them. This is awesome. I don't know. I feel like Chris Esky was born for that role. <laughs> I mean, Hugh Jackman was born for Wolverine. Exactly. But he's not going to live forever, and we will yes, have to is. see another actor play Wolverine eventually. That man will live forever. And that second guy is going to suck. Like, nobody's going to like him. And the third guy, people are going to kind of give him a chance, and maybe that fourth guy will be like, oh, okay. I mm. see what you... That's a good Wolverine. It's not Jackman, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, and then that guy's fourth or fifth movie. We're gonna be like, I think he's really got the character it'll, down. It'll be after we're dead, so we'll, I'll be okay with that. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I'm also not gonna live forever, despite my best efforts. Oh, but uh, let's see what else we got on the list here. Oh, uh, so World War Hulk movies that we're uh, anticipating and been waiting on. Uh, there's rumors that Liv Tyler's going to return as Betty Ross, and I ship it. I I can tell you, he's probably not going to return. Who? Norton. <laughs> yeah. Edward Norton is still <laughs> his ass is a little set on him not coming back. But I, I he did say he was open to it. Yeah, he did say. Um so all three of the on-screen Eric Hulks, yeah, have all said that they'd be willing to come back for a No Way Home style Incredible Hulk movie. And here's honestly like Eric Banner, I think is a great actor. Uh Yes, absolutely. And I loved his version of Bruce Banner. To me, that was I know it was older, and I know the CGI was so bad in that movie. It's terrible. But yeah. if they would have took him and put him, like Mark Ruffalo is great. I'm not bashing Mark at all. But like if they would have never used Mark and brought him into you know the current deal, I think he would have been the great Bruce Banner and Hulk, honestly. But uh, so I, I would love to actually see him be brought maybe into a multiverse, Secret Wars, or something, and we get an updated version of his Hulk. I think I think that would be so cool. I agree, and I, I don't want. I'm scared of the studios leaning too much into this nostalgia wave with with how popular No Way Home is, and you know they're going to do it. You know that mm. that's that's what's coming. We're going to yeah. keep getting variants of whoever's played the character in the past. Everybody's eating for it fun. Up. Yeah, and and I'm not against it. I just I'm worried that that's going to become the new gimmick to make a superhero movie popular, which is like, you know, when we get like the next Superman film and they do a multiverse and we get every actor alive who's or who's still alive who's played Superman in one movie just because. DC still can't make a decent superhero film. Yeah, they never will. Um, we'll we'll get around to some of that though, because yeah. you know we haven't done a show since uh, Black Adam came out. Um, <clears throat> Black Adam's out. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, B. Uh, Billy Rhodes said uh, that the way I described that sounds kind of like the Wolverine movies, and he's right. That's kind of what I was going for. There is like the the first several outings of, of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine just got. You know, it wasn't great, and it got consistently better until we got Logan. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, another Disney Plus series, uh, Vision Quest, is supposed to be uh, laying the groundwork, they're saying, for the Young Avengers. So, you know, we've been getting all these young characters, and, we, you know, there's been so many talk and speculation of when we're getting Young Avengers. Are they, you know, surely they're gearing up for the Young Avengers with all these younger characters. And I don't know when Vision Quest is supposed to be actually be coming out because that's still a pretty early project. But that's also when we're supposed to be getting the introduction to Vision's daughter, Viv. 
supposedly. But Vision apparently is supposed to be like initiating the uh, the Young Avengers. I could see that kind of similar to the way that Martian Manhunter put together Young Justice mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Young Justice series. And you think he would like put somebody ahead of it, like after he got initiated? Yeah, let, let somebody lead it, and then he steps away. And then there we are. Probably end up having to save some kids, and then teaching them to right. become heroes along the way. I was just guessing how the story's you're gonna tip, go. You're typical. Or they just make well, Vision, they're like all the teenage superheroes babysitter and you just gotta keep up with them. Or yeah. maybe they start a, an Avengers Academy or something along those lines. Um, I think that would yeah. be kind of cool. Like the name of it though, Vision Quest. This is a quest for putting a young Avengers together. But like this isn't confirmed or anything like that. Just That's just what some sources have said and it's all rumor. But uh, I mean, I think it makes sense. I I think I would like to see. I I mean I know we're going to eventually get it, but the resolution of the White Vision storyline, mm. um, and 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 then I know we're getting Wonder Man introduced, and I'm curious as to how that's all going to go down right. since Wonder Man is being introduced after Vision as opposed to before. Um, well, I mean, just like Modok, Darren Cross never was Modogs. So no, they they can not. they can change that stuff, make their own storyline, and and that's I think that's what keeps the MCU entertaining is that they don't necessarily follow the pattern of the right. comics, but they still kind of do. Like, the way that um, Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home was just Spider-Man's origin story told over right. three full films. Um, and you, you didn't get that until you got to the end, and you were like, oh, my God, this was his origin? Just these three movies, you know? Yeah. And and we all thought they skipped the origin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I really hope that's like not too far in the future, though. Although, I mean, some of these kids are pretty young, though, so we may need them to age a little bit before we actually get our Young Avengers, to be honest. But I also kind of wondered, like, I mean, we're starting to get a lot more characters on the West Coast. And I don't really don't see them do any West Coast Avengers like the comics. Because, I mean, I don't know, I feel like that's a little too, maybe I'm wrong, but a little too generic or cheesy for the movies. West Coast Avengers, you know. But uh, we are starting to get a lot more West Coast characters and, I mean, places over there. I could see West Coast Avengers as a She-Hulk-style comedy Okay. Which is what it was in the comics, too. I mean, it was never a serious Avengers team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, like these are the adventures of D-list superheroes and Hawkeye. I, I, okay, I can see the route going that in. That, that would make sense. Uh, speaking of rumored uh, Disney Plus series still on the list, uh, Doctor Strange uh, spinoff series Strange Academy uh, is rumored to be uh, taking place and kind of in the works. It was where uh, Doctor Strange is kind of, I guess, training a whole bunch of other sorcerers that are kids. Uh, not really sure about that comic line. If Brittany was here, she would. Yeah, if Brittany was all about, all about uh, <laughs> Strange Academy. And we were just talking about this earlier today. It's like, man, for the, the episode to, uh, for us to do after Brittany's gone, I mean, <laughs> we got news about Strange Academy. I, what it, it sounds like a fun, it's, it would be a fun series, though. I mean, a whole bunch of little, I'm guessing, little sorcerers running around learning that stuff. Imagine all the crap that he gets themselves into and him constantly, you know, well, kind of like what you explained while I go with Vision chasing after these kids, but... Yeah, so Strange Academy is basically just a, a school of magic. It's like it's like MCU Hogwarts. Okay. And, and, oh, uh, and Doctor Strange <laughs> is Dumbledore, um, and he's trying to teach all these kids, and, uh, you know, the hijinks, teenage hijinks ensue in the Marvel Universe. 
Strange Academy would be sick. Let Netflix Netflix handle that. Well, Deontay, I'm pretty sure Netflix isn't going to handle any Marvel properties going forward. But sister, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but probably not. Competition is uh, they're, they're competing with them. Yeah, because yes, yeah, as soon as they were even starting plans on Disney Plus, they pulled all of the yeah immediately. Yeah, they canceled all the Marvel yeah. Netflix stuff. So they're gonna keep that all to themselves. Uh, so I'm sure everybody's heard we've posted about it and stuff like that. But uh, man, Jeremy Renner's snowplow accident. Woo! That dude yes. just literally about lost his life. Yeah, and you know, Hollywood actors have really good PR companies, so you can't really trust anything that comes out. But the report says that he wasn't under the influence of anything. Yeah, just he. It was just a crazy accident where his fourteen thousand pound snowplow rolled over I his mean, leg. Was well, something like that with tracks and stuff like that so easily believable i mean like growing up on a farm and stuff or a ranch oh yeah yeah you grew up on a ranch yeah not a farm uh i mean accidents can easily happen especially if you're like you're in a hurry or crap you know with snow probably it's out there it's cold you're trying to hurry up clear driveway whatever because i think it said that he jumped out to actually help get someone unstuck and when he climbed back up in the vehicle it, it took off and it caught it caught his jacket or something and it, that's how it ran over him like it pulled him back out of the car. Or no, the no, truck? he didn't get into it. Like you, all right. So a snowplow with tracks, you have to get, like step up on the tracks to get up in there. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. So when he like went to do that step up, his jacket or something, I think, got caught on it, and it started rolling, and the tracks just grab it. He couldn't get the jacket off in time, so yeah, yeah. It ran right over him. It didn't mess up his face though, did it? His face is pretty boogered up. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was going to say they can mocap the body and just put his face on it and he can continue being Hawkeye <laughs> forever. Uh, but maybe not. But he'll be a lot closer to uh, Wastelanders Hawkeye than they wanted a lot sooner. <laughs> you know, as a famous actor who got severely facial scarred and then can continue to play his character, uh, Mark Hamill can probably give him some pointers. Yeah, that's uh, true. This on, is true. On how to stay in the in the role. Or he'd be like the guy off uh, Braveheart that played Chibs in uh, Sons of Anarchy. You know, he's got those scars on his face. Almost, I, I think they're on his cheeks, almost like real Joker scars. Yeah. and But that's his real scars in real life. And he still does a whole bunch of badass Yeah, he's in, uh, he's in Guardians too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And I is he <clears throat> on Peaky Blinders? I don't know. I've not seen that series. Yet. I don't Everybody's think he been is. Me I need to watch it. Is it's it pretty good. good. Really? It's good. No. Um, it's it's one of those series that like the first like half of the first season, maybe like four or so episodes in, uh-huh. you're like, what the fuck is this show? Really? And then and then four or five episodes in, you're like, oh my god, this show is so good. So and I don't know. The last season or so, it gets a little like CWE, where like they. Mm. they're scared to like make major plot changes with the characters right. so piss everybody there's off. like really no 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 high stakes but i know the last season just came out i haven't uh finished watching it yet so uh next on the list i'm going to talk about one of my <clears throat> i want to say favorite characters but brie larson uh oh captain marvel <laughs> sure the captain marvel so wondering now, people are wondering, and, and this may not be anything, this could be just her and Chloe Zhao hanging out, but uh, they've been seen hanging out a lot lately, so everybody's wanting to know if there's going to be something soon where there's a Captain Marvel and Eternals crossover uh, project going on. 
because typically when we do tend to see, you know, characters hanging out together, they're usually working on something together. Yeah. Is what way it usually follows. So now that's the talk around town is, you know, are they going to have her cross over to an Eternals project or vice versa? Or it, it would make sense with the Eternals going out into space at the end of the first movie that mm. they would kind of fall into Captain Marvel's territory and there may be some kind of an interaction there. Right. Uh, it would be, I mean, from, I feel like with the Eternal sequel, they're going to resurrect all the Eternals that died in the first movie. I feel like they would almost have to. I think that that's where it's going to go, is yeah. they're going to, the, the, uh, the Titans, Titans? Uh, what's the... Celestials, thank oh, okay. you, Heather. I, I had no idea what you were talking Heather about. Heather for the win. Thank you. Uh, the Celestials are probably just going to make them all over again. And oh, yeah. Maybe they won't have the memories of all the awful shit that yeah. happened. And They try killing some, and then they yeah. try to reinstill their memories. And... Mm. It'll be... Typical. Yeah. I just... Some of the best characters from the Eternals comics got killed off yeah. in the first movie, and it's like... Yeah. What do you do? Like, how many storylines are ruined now because you killed off long-running Eternals characters yeah. in the first movie? I think Gilgamesh was probably my favorite. Gilgamesh was cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Icarus is, in the comics, like the leader, and he's really, yeah. like, he's a big he character. Flew, flew into the sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of ho uh, Hogwarts Legacy, I got this sweet shirt from... Uh, uh, I... I'm forgetting the name of it. I'm part of a uh, t-shirt subscription service, which I should probably plug, uh, maybe. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, they sent me this shirt. It says it's it's a The Shining and Harry Potter mashup. Uh, but I love nice. the shirt. So, <clears throat> everybody seen Avatar too? I I did see Way of Water. You haven't seen it yet? No. Oh, it's so it's definitely a filler movie for a bigger storyline. Like, nothing great to, to me, nothing fantastic or spectacular happened. Nothing to, like, go home and be like, oh, my God, you have to go see this movie. It was definitely just a, a filler continuation uh, of them leading up to some bigger stories. And now, supposedly, every two years, we're supposed to get uh, three more avatars. They actually have them lined out, I think, 2024, 2026, 2028. Uh, and hopefully they do something a little bit more with those. Mm -hmm. This was just a build up to uh, where, where they're needing to get. But I don't know. I was not that impressed, uh, especially as him waiting 13 years. You yes. Know, and him just like, oh, it's going to blow MCU out of the water because he just hates them. He he doesn't, though, actually. That's, oh, he don't? I, I know we've mentioned that a couple of times. He's not one of the directors that has said anything bad about Marvel. Well, I just know, like, Scorsese well, he, 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 he and uh, not James Cameron. Okay, the he other doesn't one. hate them, but he has an issue with them making more money than his movies did. Yeah, like, he, he but he's been, I think he's been really respectful with the, like, yeah. going back and forth between Titanic and Avatar right. and the Marvel movies. Yeah, no, no, he's definitely been more respectful than the others, for sure. Yeah, what's the other one? It's Scorsese and, uh, it's not, that's James Cameron. It's the... Yeah. Scorsese's the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. Who am I thinking of? It doesn't matter. Um, but, so, um, this t-shirt came from, uh, Tea Club Monthly, or Monthly Tea Club, that's what it is, Monthly Tea Club, and, uh, you can get, uh... You can get them at a 30% discount if you use the code comically underscore inclined. I'm just making that up. That's not actually a thing. <laughs> Maybe uh, one day, though. Yeah. But we uh, – um, yeah, Tarantino did say some stuff about it, Deontay, but it was one other director. Um, but the movie was visually beautiful. Yes. Like, visually, like, I mean – 
you're like, shit, I wish this was real. I, I would love to visit this place. So I, I will have to give it that. Visually, it, it was gorgeous. Uh, I mean, it was visually pleasing enough for Katrina to stay awake, right? <laughs> yes. So for the first time in the entire relationship that Katrina and I have had, this is the first movie that she stayed awake from beginning to end without losing. That one. <laughs> and and I'd, I honestly expected, I looked over at her maybe 15 or 20 times expecting her to be asleep, yeah. and she was just like, Huh. I was so blown away by it. Uh, not the movie, Katrina staying awake. Um, <laughs> the movie for me, it's it, it played on a lot of other films' key points. It's got there's like a Jaws moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. And if you're a, fan, a cinema fan, it kind of stands out. It's like hey, that, that's from Jaws. And there's Free Willy in there. There's like a whole Free Willy storyline that runs throughout the film. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, that's who I was thinking of. Yes, um, and uh, there's it's just several other movies just mashed into each other to make this one movie, and then it's like that plus Planet Earth, um, and yeah. on a planet that doesn't exist is the whole movie. Yeah. Also, like another thing to me about the Avatar two that I feel like they could have went a little different route with was was all right. So the main villain at you know I got killed. Well, they just took his memory, and he's the new villain again. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they could have been a little bit more creative than... Well, I think that based on what I saw in this movie, I think that the big story arc for him is that they're going to redeem him as a hero by the end of the series. I think that with Spider being in it and him being mm-hmm. basically raised by Jake Scully, I think that the big plot device over the next two films is going to be him slowly realizing that he's been wrong this whole time. Hmm. I could be wrong, but yeah. I it seemed by the end of the movie that that's kind of like he was already not with the plan. Um oh, uh National Lampoon's Family Vacation is in there too. Like oh, in, the... in in that movie, yeah, that's <laughs> they definitely just took some like family on a vacation, nobody's happy kind of stuff in its Oh yeah. Yeah. It's all in there. It's all in there for sure. Uh, uh, speaking of movies that weren't that great, uh, Black Adam. Yes. So Black Adam came out. Yeah. I do want to say I, I liked Black Adam. <clears throat> okay. So I'm not saying it's just completely terrible. Like Pierce Brosnan was the best part. Dr. Fate and Pierce yes, Brosnan for sure. nailed it to me. It really pissed me off. They killed him off. I mean, obviously Dr. Fate can kill him back as anybody who's a helmet chooses, but don't kill off Pierce Brosnan right away. I mean, that, that man is gold. Uh, he's such a seasoned actor that everybody loves. And he... the, well, it's pretty safe considering they probably knew when they put this thing in the can that it was not going to get a sequel. <laughs> they probably had a pretty good idea. The Rock idea. didn't think that. <laughs> no, the, the, the Rock knew that. The Rock definitely knew that none of the stuff he was saying was going to happen. <laughs> and he said it anyway. Um, and I like The Rock. I, I, do, I do like The Rundown, which is one of his first movies. I love that movie. And I like some of his other movies. Gridiron Game was good. Uh, but, man, I just was not impressed with his acting on this movie either. Just He gave us two facial I, expressions, and, and that was all we got. And I know Black Adam's not supposed to be the most... I don't know. Hey, Ben. Uh, ben says Black Adam CGI was better than anything Marvel put out this year. Dude... Are you serious? If your entire focus for your film is that the CGI is good and you don't worry about anything else, cool. I'm glad your pictures look good. I, I don't. He must love Michael Bay films then. 
I, I, <laughs> the explosion is really cool. I so it's don't not a bad love movie. Michael Bay's films, but if they took, <laughs> if you took all the Transformers films and cut all the human interaction out and just made it about the robots, those would, that would make like one good movie. <laughs> it would. That would make one great movie that I would watch over and over again, just watching Optimus Prime slam into other robots. Like, I am anxious to see Beast Wars, though. I want to see Beast Wars. I'm so, I'm so excited. That. I'm actually that. rewatching the Transformer movies now just yeah. to get geared up and ready for it. I, I don't know that I would rewatch the Transformers movies, but I would probably sit down and watch Beast Wars and Beast Machines just to, huh. you know, just to get my Optimus Primal and. And all those characters' history down before they introduce them in the movies, and then that history is all just going to go out the window anyway, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, back to Black Adam. Sorry. (laughs) Black Adam was a basic-ass superhero film. There's nothing wrong with that. It was okay. Yeah, because, I mean, we've got a lot of basic-ass superhero films by DC. That's perfectly fine. Compared to the absolute dumpster fires of DC films they have put out, this was okay. Mm-hmm. It was run of the mill. It was a very predictable story. Very. Yeah. I didn't hate what happened in it. The action was good. The CGI was good. But like, he everything that Black Adam did was like I could have just been like, I could have sat down and wrote like Black Adam. Uh, they're gonna resurrect him. Uh, yeah. He's gonna meet somebody. Uh, he doesn't want to be a hero. He's gonna become a hero. Or not Hawkeye. Hawkman. Right. Yeah. Like that was. Dude, why was he, he, he so angry? Such a raging asshole yeah. through the whole movie. And there's not a whole lot of explanation for it on, on some things. Yeah. And so, but now I will say that I did enjoy, and judge me if you want, but Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher was good. I, I, I love that it wasn't, you know, his nephew. Is that right? Yeah. And like just the comic relief of it. I love that. Yeah. Do I feel like, man, this makes me think of Paul Rudd and Ant-Man? Yes. Yeah. But uh, the kid was funny. The kid was good comic relief. And I love the, the what's the girl, the whirlwind girl? Uh, what's her name? Cyclone. Cyclone, I yeah. I liked the little, you know, uh, chemistry there that they had or whatever. <laughs> it was fun. It was funny. But uh, all the reviews Hawk, I read. Man, I just don't, I just, I don't know. All the reviews I read said that Cyclone and... Uh, Adam Smasher were like the scene stealers of the movie. I didn't see where Cyclone was really a scene stealer. Nah, right? I like that. her power was she was ribbon twirling. Yeah, that that whatever that thing is, yeah. where we, the people twirl down the big ribbons. <laughs> uh, that was her whole like ability. Yeah. Visually, it was kind of like I know what this is. It's I- not cool. I don't like. It's not bullet time from the Matrix. I'm not just like, wow, how is she spinning yeah. like that? No, they just filmed her doing the, the twirly things that you know, uh, soccer moms do on the weekends. It's uh, uh, I don't know. It was all right. Uh, Hawkman though, Carter Carter Hall is a badass in the comics, but he's not ignorant. He, I mean, he's a an archaeologist like he's a very intelligent man so the fact that he's just like try to beat black adam's ass first ask questions later made no (laughs) sense like the the hawkman costume was cool i liked that was i liked his fight scenes yeah but that just his if honestly i if i if i had to peg one thing as character and dialogue the biggest problem with that movie, it is Hawkman and his interactions with everyone in the cast. Well, I felt like every scene was the same scene. Yeah. I mean, with him, literally, oh, screw you. I don't want to hear yoga, you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> 
But do uh, you have anything else to say about Black Adam? Uh, you know what? I think we've spent enough time on Black Adam. Yeah, so we will talk now about a movie that was good. Wakanda Forever. Oh, yes. Quite good. Man, I've seen it five times in theater so far. <laughs> so I've got... I liked, as a, as a comic fan, mm-hmm. as a nerd, I liked everything that Marvel has put out in the last year or so. All of Phase 4, I enjoyed. All Do of I, it? All of it. Falcon and Winter Soldier? I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I just felt that it had some pacing issues. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I mean, I still was watching superheroes I like on screen. Sure, doing sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It's like, sometimes I read runs of comics that are just hard to get through. Mm-hmm. But the information in them, the, the scenes, the artwork, I still enjoy it. I mm-hmm. don't hate it. I just, you know... I'm really looking forward to when they get to the good stuff. Right. So now we got to the good stuff. Black Panther Two is an exceptional film, and it's it's Marvel at its best. Yeah. It, no, seriously. It, I mean, honestly, Ryan Coogler couldn't have done a better job. Yeah. Especially for the situation that you know, unfortunate situation he had to be put in and having to rewrite the script completely after he already wrote it. I think. It was done beautifully. I, don't, I think it was a great continuation of the story. I think it was a great uh, tribute. I think it was a great to fan service for knowing that, hey, the mantle has to be passed on. Uh, do we recast? Do we not recast? Do we pass this one to Shuri? But they gave us, he, he found a way to give us passing the mantle in two ways to yeah. please both sides. I mean, we, we get a new T'Challa and we get Shuri as Black Panther. And everybody was so distraught. Which one's it going to be? Is he going to be get recast? But nobody figured in him recasting and having a son. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it was done great. I think it, nobody could have done it better. Namor in the comics is an arrogant asshole. And he is almost impossible to enjoy as a hero. And he's kind of run-of-the-mill as far as villains go. He's just your, like, too proud and wants mm-hmm. to fight everybody over whatever. This Namor, the with the um, uh, Mayan background, Telecon, yeah, is so cool. Like yeah. I really enjoy this kind of pivot on the character's origins. Yep. And he's still arrogant and and, yeah, and definitely full of himself. And like you know, you're not going to change my mind. And I don't know. I, I think the, I can't think of his name that, that plays Namor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, Tanakh I think he, yeah, Huerta. But I think he did a, an amazing job. Like, uh, you know, we got a little bit of a different Namor than we, what we normally see in the comics, and it, and it worked. It, it it definitely worked. His whole visual, I mean, with the garb and everything, I, I loved it. It, it could have so easily just been a ripoff of DC's Aquaman. Mm-hmm. It could have oh, just been yeah. the same thing, and they didn't. They yeah. they went with something way more original, which makes sense because Aquaman yeah. uh, is a copy of Namor. And I really um, feel like that's why they went the Talicon route was just to stay away from that. Get away from Atlantis, Atlantis, you know. And I'm not even gonna lie. When I first heard this Talicon or whatever, I was like, "Man, just it's Atlanteans, you know." But it makes sense. It works. I, I'm not mad about it at all. And it makes me even respect Marvel that much more, unlike DC, who's just you know constantly trying to mimic things that doesn't work. And also the lore of Atlantis that, you know, if you're if you're researching it history wise, it isn't always necessarily that it is actually called Atlantis. Right. It is it is also possible that that is a misunderstanding um, and that Atlantis was actually something else. Uh, so this just kind of embraces that that history with Atlantis and 
gives us a civil an advanced civilization that predates our own that is in a, an underwater city it's, it, it ticks all the boxes mm-hmm. um and it's well within the world of of what you'd expect with atlantis so i think and I, and i tell you what also like back to the tribute part of this uh you know a lot of people i've seen some complaints where they're like oh it's more of just a tribute and not not actually continuation completely wrong i, I think it was done equally on, on all, all ways but uh just man the way Feige sat there and had them do the silence or Feige and uh Kugler did the silence at the beginning of the Marvel Studios that right there was heavy super heavy I don't think I've ever sat there and had that much silence bring that much emotions to you in the theater ever yeah uh Billy Rhodes uh Mr. Nimbus is definitely uh 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 Jesus Christ Namor uh, <laughs> turned up to like a thousand, but yeah, that's uh, great. Yes, um, but I do think the Tenacuerta version is probably my favorite adaptation of the character. I, yeah. I never really cared for him much in the Marvel comics. Yeah. So, well, his character in the comics too. You just kind of look at it, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> I made him some short green shorts. All right. Yeah. They actually and, made Namor look badass in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And he goes like toe to toe with uh, T'Challa and with Dr. Doom, like on the reg. And it's like in your hot pants. <laughs> like you're the guy. Like everybody's like, Ooh. like <laughs> you're like Captain America's ex best friend. So he's got like this crazy respect for you. And like yeah. Dr. Doom like sees you and he's like, well. I might walk on eggshells around this guy. Like I, I've never gotten it in the comics, but in in this movie, it makes a little bit more sense. For yeah. Sure. And then, uh, man, I love that part where uh, we get to see the Riri suit for the first time. You hear them guys. She got an Iron Man suit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and they did a really good job of leaving the last suit she made out of trailers and stuff. Like, yeah, I didn't, did. I didn't really well, get any like good looks at that. Like when she's flying above them in the car on the bridge, that's something that they took out. Just like they did the Spider-Man as yeah. they were swinging through there, uh, and I kind of want to see and you know, see if they're going to remember Miss Marvel when it came out. They actually did this YouTube channel that's supposedly hers because you know she's a big YouTuber or whatever yeah. on there. So as we also see with Tony Stark when we see in Civil War, he sees Peter Parker. You know, there's these all these YouTube videos of him that's sightings. But then we hear we redo a plug too. There's a whole channel dedicated to sightings of me. So, like, I wonder if we're going to get more of that or if they're going to throw something on YouTube like that, like they oh, have maybe. been in the past. Maybe. Uh, and Deontay, yeah, the, it's it was mentioned before the movie came out that this version of Namor is a strong, if not stronger, than the Hulk in the MCU. Yeah. So, I mean, even, uh, you know, and that's that's in line with the comics. Like, Namor is ridiculously strong in, in the comics. It just his character is, I don't know, I've just never been blown away by him. I wonder how that wing's going to heal. Yeah, I hope that thing grows back. Be flying in circles. Yeah. Um, what's the um, in Beer Fest the the heavier set guy? What's his character's name? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen Beer Fest. You've never seen Beer Fest. Mm-mm. I oh, damn it. This was gonna be a good joke. So uh, I kind of feel like the <laughs> I kind of feel like the younger T'Challa is like that character in Beer Fest when he dies, and then his cousin walks in and he's like. I already know everything about you guys because my cousin told me everything about you. Uh, and if you want to, you can go ahead and call me by his nickname, and it would be an honor. And then they just 
reintroduce the character yeah. again and it's him but he's like <laughs> he can drink faster now than he could before um that's kind of how i feel like this t'challa thing is going to be i feel like the, the younger t'challa is there's going to be some time jump or something and he's going to end up being like 16 17 years old and then um landfill thank you billy um and then they're going to there's going to be a time jump and then he's going to get the black panther costume and then we're just going to roll forward with regular black panther stories from there i i hmm. think it's just going to be like oh this is the new T'Challa. Well, I think also if if it's true about the whole Young Avengers thing, I think he'll be part of the Young Avengers. Yeah, probably. Uh, and I I think by doing that with him being part of the Young Avengers, that's how we'll be able to keep sure he has Black Panther uh, in in like the adult stuff as well. Yeah. And that way we can you know still keep uh, both Black Panthers and keep all the fans happy. Yeah, I think we'll probably only get a couple of movies with Shuri as Black Panther yeah, before they yeah. move on to a new actor anyway. So. Yep. Because Letitia Moore, is that her name? Letitia, Letitia Wright. Wright. Letitia Wright has been, from what I understand, really difficult to deal with uh, through this whole like, I don't think she's difficult. I think it depends on like who, who looks at the situation. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think she's a great person. Yeah. So. Uh, but so I know that they, they had some issues on set with her, and uh, so I don't know if they'll keep her on her, like long term oh. or not. <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did anything else come out that uh, I'm missing? Uh, I'm trying to think. Anyway. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Well. As much as you guys probably didn't expect to get to see us tonight, and then we ended up with a bunch of glitches, and we ended up moving an hour past, uh, uh, much like our evening, we are doing top five unexpected returns tonight. Long time. <laughs> We're all a little rusty. <laughs> Do what? Oh, shit, yeah. We forgot to... Oh, yeah. Hey, hey Blake, were those rumors milled? Yeah, they're milled. <laughs> so this week for top five, we are doing top five unexpected returns. So this is from any form of media uh, where you thought someone was either dead and not coming back or just gone from something or you forgot about them entirely and they just pop back up. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, Blake. Would you like to kick us off with your number five? Yeah, number five. Not real crazy about this uh, movie series, but I will say this is one that shocked me, and that's uh, Letty in Fast and Furious. You know, uh, never expected her character to come back. You know, uh, it was really interesting how they did it, and it worked. Uh, but yeah, I, I was real shocked on on that. Did not expect that at all. Uh, she ended up being, I think, I think when she came back, she ended up being like under some kind of like mind control type thing where her she was brainwashed, you know, by the government. They were using her. Yeah. And then once again, her memories slowly but surely came back amnesia. as, yeah, amnesia. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't care who you are. You can say how bad Fast and Furious is and how awful it's getting because they're probably going to face the Avengers next. But uh, you can't sit there and tell me you haven't seen them at least one time. I <laughs> I know everybody can knows exactly what I'm talking about. I have not watched a Fast and the Furious movie since Tokyo Drift. Uh, I love Tokyo Drift. Han was my favorite. I, character. I also That's really like one that actually Drift. came back that I did not expect. Yeah, Han. Yes. Yeah. This one's a bigger surprise. I yeah, yeah. Han's like one of my favorite characters, and Lucas Black. You got this old country boy's uh, Alabama oh. accent in, in Tokyo. <laughs> I don't know why. You said Lucas Black. Yeah. And I was thinking about something from Star Wars as you said it, because my brain. <laughs> and you said Lucas Black, and I heard Lucas Black, and I was like, what? 
Well, it made more sense. James Earl Jones was, so. <laughs> You're right. He did have a black dad. <laughs> Heather, what do we have in chat? Nick Beck's number five is Magneto in the late 90s. Uh, yeah. Um, so in the X-Men comics, uh, whatever he uh, was... Yeah, he's supposed to be dead. Uh, yeah, Professor X had wiped his mind, and he just popped back up. Uh, I for, uh, jealous of Deontay's. That, that's actually a good one. I would have expected. I wouldn't expect from that one. Deontay's number five is Tim Ross, Emil Blonsky, Abomination. Yeah, talk about unexpected returns. Let alone not just unexpected, but unexpected uh, transformation of character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a now he's a yogi. A yogi with many wives. <laughs> What's uh, Ben's number five there? Ben's number five is Split. He never expected it to be the second Unbreakable movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Spoiler. Uh, I still haven't seen it. I'm aware of this. I'm aware of this being oh, the sequel God. to Unbreakable. I know that's, that's no. that surprise has already been ruined for me. But, yeah, totally, totally man. caught me off guard. You've not seen Split? No. All right. So, all right. Don't get me wrong. Oscar Isaac does an amazing job in Moon Knight, you know, with his transformations. But nobody has done a split personality transformation like James McAvoy. Yeah. And, that, and so Oscar Isaac, you know, it'll kind of change frames when he does his. No, 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 no. You don't even change frames. You literally just see the expression drop and a new one come on his face right there in the same frame. And I tell you what, nobody has made uh, done a more convincing row than James McAvoy. And not only that, it was like, what, 13 personalities he had? Like Maybe long. more, but like it was insane. Like hands down, that man is an amazing actor. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you got excited. <laughs> no, there. you're fine. I love that movie. But uh, what else we got in chat? Yeah, Jeffrey's number f- five is every time Freddy, Jason, or Michael <laughs> came back. <laughs> man, I, I've done lost count. Yeah. So I, I really Michael's come back one more time. Really, like as far as Freddy in that first movie. After they have defeated Freddy, mm-hmm. and the mom is waving bye to the kids on the porch, and then Freddy reaches through the glass and rips yeah. her back into the house. Pfft. Yeah. <laughs> Did not yeah. expect that. <laughs> and that came out of nowhere. Uh, Michael? Uh, what is it? Halloween <laughs> 3 or 4, where um, he's chasing his little cousin, and they get in a truck, and they drive off, and he's it shows him walking down the road after them, and it's like slow killer walk mm-hmm. and they're in a truck and then they are like a couple miles down the road and he is on top of the truck and he sticks his hand through the windshield <laughs> yeah talk about unexpected how can he fly how did that happen <laughs> anyway yeah what else we got ben that was patricia <laughs> i'm gonna guess it's billy's number five Laura uh, from star trek Lore from Star Trek The Next Generation. I apologize, Billy. I don't remember this. It's been a long time since I've watched TNG. But, yes. Katrina's number five is Michael comes back from the dead unexpectedly in Jane the Virgin. Not familiar with this, but... Oh! Or am I? I feel like I remember this. Yeah. didn't know he came back, though. Surprise! Spoiler. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, So... That's all the chat. My number five uh, is very recent, actually. Uh, So after facing allegations of sexual uh, impropriety and uh, being 
summarily removed from his own company. Vince McMahon is returning to the WWE Jesus. Uh, as uh, one of the showrunners. Uh, even uh, uh, Triple H is going to maintain CEO position, but Vince is coming back to help run the WWE, and nobody expected that to happen after he was basically canceled. So mm. crazy. Blake, your number four. Number four, uh, Captain Barbosa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He I, dies I, in the I first loved one. it. Yeah, he died in the first one and did not expect, uh, what is it, the uh, that goddess to bring him back or whatever? The Eclipse. death goddess? Eclipse. Oh, yeah, it's Eclipse. Eclipse, oh, yeah, to bring him back. And I, I've always loved his character. I don't know. Um, definitely enjoy Joe's movies. It was a dead man's chest he was brought back in. So, yeah. Yeah. Captain Barbosa. Yeah, and he's just alive again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just shows up. You're like, oh, cool. Didn't yeah, I didn't die? expect it, but I, I was happy. So, yeah. as, as for villain goes, I think he's probably one of my favorite villains of uh, the, the Caribbean series. Yeah. Heather, what we got in chat? Nick Beck's number four is Yoda's Force Ghost in the last Star Wars movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not only that they brought back his Force Ghost, they brought back his original puppet, and Frank Oz did the voice for him. Oh, Frank Oz. Yeah. Which, after how, the... How old is he, though? Old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, George Lucas is still kicking around. Frank so. Oz is starting to look like more like Yoda, probably, in real life. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's true what they say. You either die a hero or live long enough to look like Yoda. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a pretty common turn of phrase, I think. Huh. Yeah. Uh, bat, uh, it's from Dark Knight, right? Oh, yep. It was. I think so. <laughs> Uh, Bane said it. Yeah. <laughs> you either live long enough. <laughs> it's a terrible Bane impression. I know. <laughs> yeah. Ben's is really good. Ben, do your Bane impression for everybody in the chat. Uh, Heather, what else we got in chat? Katrina's number four is Jimmy randomly coming back in season four of Shameless. You can skip Ben's number four. Jimmy? Who's Jimmy? Okay, cool. I've watched Shameless like the first two or three seasons. I believe Jimmy is the redheaded guy's boyfriend. No. Or was Jimmy uh, her boyfriend? Oh, it is. Oh, daughter that was at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. the first season. What is his name? Uh, Justin something. He's the one that played uh, Goku in the DB's Dragon Ball Evolution movie. But we won't talk about that. (laughs) Heather, what else we got? Deontay's number four is Christina Ritchie in Wednesday. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> I've I'm still struggling to finish it. It's only because I'm tired. Yeah, but like I've I've thoroughly enjoyed that. What I've seen of it so far, I'm like two thirds way through it. As far as far as something that pays homage to every version of the Adams family dude. from from the comic strips all the way through the films, yes. and does a great job of it. Yeah, even um, even that dance she does. You know, she took some of the old black and white Wednesday Adam moves yes. and intertwined that into whatever you want to call that. That's all over TikTok now. The choreography, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, there's a reason it took off like it did yeah. uh, on TikTok. Oh, it's yeah. it's great. The show is, it's I think it's accessible to a lot of gener or a lot of age groups too. You know, it's something that kids can watch because it's not overly gory or violent, but there's enough humor in it that it and, and a grown adult can enjoy it. It's uh, so. Justin Chatwin. Yes. Yep. yep. Jimmy. That's right. Ben's number four is Gandalf. Yep. Good, yep. Okay. We'll roll. We'll keep rolling on that. That's on Blake's <laughs> list. That's it. 
Okay, my number four is from the Cell Saga of Dragon Ball Z. Um, right after Goku sacrifices himself to destroy uh, Cell, um, Cell does an unexpected return and regenerates his entire body. But then, as Goku is fighting him and trying to defeat him, Goku pops back up in a spirit form and helps uh, finish Cell off. Uh, and that was something that, you know, after seeing Goku die, I didn't expect to see. And it was really cool. Hmm. Yeah. Blake, your number three. Number three, Gandalf. Gandalf the Grey. Run, you fools. Uh, famous last words. Let's fly, you fools. Fly, you fools, whatever. Yeah. How? They, they can't fly, just run. Fly, you fools. <laughs> but anyways, uh, they were fools, regardless. We got that right. Uh, coming back is Gandalf the White. I, I'm never, I remember watching that for the first time. Uh, I didn't read the books until after I seen the movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was just so excited to see him coming across that, you know, Top, was it top of that ridge with the was the ghost army? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, not a ghost army. They, they uh, see him in yeah, yeah no, that's uh, right, Fanghorn Forest. Yeah. Well, I got excited about that part too. But no, him come back as Gandalf the White. Uh, yeah, pretty epic, cinematic yeah. experience. And Ben said, when I was young, I just couldn't believe he beat that fire whip wielding bull. Oh, <laughs> I, the the comments are kind of far away at an angle. Uh, I could have just read it off my phone. I guess it's right in front of me. Uh, but yeah, uh, and of course, Ben has been watching Lord of the Rings since he was a very small person because I made him. So, <laughs> And yeah, dude, I love that. When I read it in the books the first time, I could re- I remember just tingles. Like it was really? so exciting whenever Gandalf came back and uh, then seeing it in the He theater. comes back in the woods, isn't it? Yeah. When they're in the woods. Yeah, yep. when they're in Fangorn yep. uh, looking for the hobbits yep. after the orcs tried to kill them. Uh, but yeah, Treebeard. Uh, Treebeard is pretty cool. Treebeard, Treebeard is really cool, and uh, in the extended editions, they gave Treebeard a bunch of Tom Bombadil's lines, just for the, hmm. just for shits and gigs, really. Heather, what do we have in chat? Nick Beck's number three is the Walkers and the Walking Dead. <laughs> Yeah, they do just <laughs> keep coming back. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and and despite the fact that uh, all of the zombies are like, rah, 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 and they walk really slow, they always sneak up on people. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Be in the middle of a field, nobody around you, it's quiet as can be, clear skies, no noise. What is Katrina saying? Do it again. You turn right, turn right, turn right, turn right again, zombie. Oh, why? <laughs> I think she wants to hear you say the line correctly. correctly. Oh my god! As I think what we're getting at. Fly, you fools! It was better the first time. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, that was rough. Because <laughs> run sounds better. Run, you fools! All right, where are we at? Are we in uh, chat still? Chat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it Did- refreshed a while ago, and I lost Billy's comment. It was okay. there, and then it, now it's gone. And I can't scroll up. Let's see. Like, you got the walkers I, you said last. Yeah. It looks like the YouTube ones just, like, disappeared. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That means we won't be seeing Deontay's either. Uh, Deontay's is on there, number three. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You um, see it? No, I don't see it. On okay. Oh, maybe uh, it's just... Deontay's number three says, Chosen all growing up and befriending uh, Daniel LaRusso and Cobra Kai. Oh. oh yeah. yeah, it's up here, but not here. Cool. Hmm. Weird. Um, Katrina's number three is Sherlock. She's yeah. Shocked. Yes, because in the end of season one, he kills himself, and then the start of season 
you know, it's, yeah, it's the first episode of season two. He f- turns out to still be alive. Uh, but Chosen from Karate Kid, uh, he was in Karate Kid 2. Uh, when they go to Japan, he tries to kill Daniel. Um, he gets away from him, or he defeats him in battle. And then in the Cobra Kai series, uh, you thought Chosen was going to finally like get his chance to end Daniel, and instead he teaches him. And then hmm. comes back to help him. And I haven't seen the newest season, but I, I believe he comes back to help teach. I think I've only seen like the first one and part of the second. Wyatt is freaking obsessed with that. With Cobra Kai? Yeah, obsessed with it. It, I I was really excited about Cobra Kai the first season, and I really gave it a chance the second season. But they like the kids fighting all the time has gotten to where it's like, why is nobody doing anything about this? Like it, <laughs> they destroyed somebody's house in one episode, and it's like all of these kids would be in juvie or something. Like <laughs> they're not just going to be like, oh, we're in the the Valley Karate Tournament. They'd be like wearing ankle monitors and have restraining orders against each other like they wouldn't even be allowed within 50 feet of each other like they'd all be they'd all be homeschooled they'd never see each other like the level of violence is way too high especially for california you know yeah am i right they're not like no and most I mean, of you kids think... are rich yeah <laughs> anyway but suspending disbelief cobra kai's fun what else we got ben's number three is boba fett coming back and then yep. actually using the theory from that show that I can't remember off the top of my head. What theory wow. would that be? I don't know. Oh. Boba Fett was actually almost put on my list. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, Boba Fett's return from the Sarlacc pit has been it expanded universe canon for yeah. decades. But yeah, I mean, it was cool to see it on Disney+. Plus, Even though the entire series was so lame. It was not that. It was pretty bad, dude. It wasn't okay. the best thing, but it wasn't awful. For the most badass Mandalorian in all of existence to come back and be less exciting. He's, than not, this... he's not even a Mandalorian. He's a Mandalorian. What? He is. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah, he's a, he's a bounty hunter, but he's a Mandalorian. No, I mean, not. Okay. If you want to be technical, he's he's not. If, if, Boba Fett being a Mandalorian is what makes Mandalorian so cool. We wouldn't even know what Mandalorians are if it hadn't been for Boba Fett. What I'm saying is, for him to be the most badass bounty hunter in right. Mandalorian armor in okay. Star Wars canon, to be less badass than the Mandalorian in his own Disney Plus series, it's kind of sad. I can like, agree with that. He should be more badass than... Uh, then the Mandalorian character, the, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Oscar. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yes. The, the character Mando. from Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah Mando. <laughs> uh, and, and it's funny because Ben's like, he is not a Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. They actually name. go back and forth in the star Wars canon, whether or not he is a, a real Mandalorian. Yeah. Ben, I got that across. But he yeah. re- he reworded his statement, so yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> anyway, he's still the very reason uh, that we know. You're right, Pedro Pascal. But he is the very reason that we know what a Mandalorian is, and yeah. you know, with his origins in the Star Wars Christmas special, and then you know that not being so great, but then getting him in uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then all of the expanded universe stuff. You know, yeah. I just I would I expected more. 
than that. Oh yeah, I did expect more. I just I feel like <sighs> some of the heat that it gets it was not deserving. But you know, right. they could have just called it Din- Back to Tank hey, Din- the Jaren. series. Din Jaren. Jaren. Yeah, always say Jaren. I don't know why. <clears throat> cool. So uh, is that all the threes? Yep. Billy's number nope. three is Quark in Star Trek Lower Decks. Man, I wish I was watching all these series, Billy. I'm so sorry. You're a much bigger Star Trek fan than I am. Uh, you really? I, I'm so behind. I'm, I'm sure it was awesome. It's is it? It's Captain Quark. No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, Billy. <laughs> What's your number three? I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, my number three is from Avengers Endgame. That beautiful moment where Cap is facing down Thanos by himself and he's willing to do it even though he knows he's got no chance and then he gets a little static on his little earpiece and then it's a cap on your left and then here comes all of the people that had been blipped all of the superheroes Falcon T'Challa uh all of the rest of them and it's awesome Spider-Man uh that's uh Probably one of the best uh, surprise moments in a movie mm. in a long, 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 long time. For sure. Quirk is the bartender in Deep Space Nine. I knew that. I knew that one. I get that reference. Cool. So he's in Lower Decks. I I really need to watch that series. Uh, Blake, it's time for your number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, Red School. When we get Red School back in the MCU, I did not expect to see him. Honestly, I didn't expect to see him again. Um, and I thought his comeback, his character looked a lot better. You know, I mean, obviously, I know that was back in the early days, you know, one of the first movies. But the way they did Red School up made him a little bit more deteriorated, a little bit yeah. more characteristic in his face. With the Whole color. different actor. Yeah, yeah, it was actually. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was really, really good. And I love how they incorporated him back in there. Yeah, my question is, when are we going to get him back in the main storylines again? I mean, you can't keep Red Skull out forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, he comes. I mean, he always comes back. But uh, I don't know. You think we'll see him in like a Secret Wars or maybe, maybe Secret Wars? Yeah. Um, it, I think that inevitably we're going to get a new Steve Rogers, and when we get a new actor playing Steve Rogers, we'll probably get another version of Red Skull in the MCU. Mm. Um, whether that's a recast or how they handle that, you know, I, I think, I think on a long enough timeline, Captain America is going to become like 007 and we're just going to get a bunch of different actors who have played him. Uh, and, and nobody, you know, go, nobody gets upset over the fact that he's gone from brown hair to blonde hair to, mm-hmm. you know, a black guy or whatever it is. It's going to be hard to beat Chris Evans cap though. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, to me, that's kind of a Hugh Jackman thing. Yes. Honestly. Yeah, that's that's America's ass. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Red School. Uh, I was pretty pleased with that. Yeah, and Ross Marquand. I mean, he could just do it forever. He he's so great. Um, mm. And and I doubt Hugo Weaving is ever going to come back for it. Oh, so. Probably not. He's too big of an actor. I think just to do that that small role, anyways. Yeah, Heather. What's in chat? Nick Beck's number two is Groot. Ah, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yep. yes. Uh, little baby Groot, um, and, uh, my daughter, and, you know, this has been established for a while now, but my daughter, Emma, did not know that Groot in, in Guardians 2 and, and going forward is not the original Groot, Groot, that it's actually his son. It's an offspring. Yeah. Yeah, That it's his kid. And she's like, 
she was like, why does he look different in talking about the Christmas special? Yeah. And I was like, because he's he's a son. Like, he's not actually the original Groot. Oh, well, we can and talk actually about the Christmas special after Her Christmas. eyes teared up, and she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the Groot in the first movie died. Yep. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's like, so many people out there that actually didn't realize that. Yeah. There's um, a lot of people out there wondering that and just are just now grasping that concept. Well, even if you, like, in Marvel canon... In the comic canon, if there's even a splinter of Groot left, he can regrow entirely, mm-hmm. which is what everybody kind of assumed with baby Groot, because that's how he's always worked. Mm-hmm. But instead, James Gunn was like, nope. Change it. So, yep. That's his son. It's a whole different Groot. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Even though knowing that, it's still kind of hard to accept the, the uh, Guardians Christmas special style Groot, because it just looks like baby Groot's face blown up. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he's got a big ass head now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like a little like a football player or something. Yeah, a tree he, football player. He just looks like Baby Groot, but bigger. Yeah, like he's still got the baby head. I mean, it looks like him, Ben Grimm, and the Hulk should be hanging out now. Yeah. Yes, we, uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll dig into Christmas special here in a minute. Heather, what else we got in chat? Katrina and Ben's number two is Jon Snow. Yes. Uh, anybody else not familiar with this? I'm not. Yeah, okay. I know who Jon Snow is and the actor and all that, but I haven't watched it all. No, yeah. no. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I I believe the statute of limitations has passed for the spoiler. Oh yeah, go yeah. ahead. In the books, when Jon Snow gets stabbed to death, I was heartbroken. And when the next book came out, I didn't even read it. The first thing I did was just flip through the book until I got to a chapter that was from Jon Snow's perspective, and I was like, yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because usually in Game of Thrones, when somebody dies, they dead. Mm. Like, that's it. And I was like, God, John's like the main character. Like, mm. what are they going to do? And I was like, there's no way. There's no way he's dead for good. And he wasn't. And it was awesome. Like, <laughs> I was so excited. I was so excited about that. What else we got? Um, Deontay's number two is young, young Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Yes. Absolutely. When the X-Wing blew up on the outside and you yeah. saw it. Yeah. And I was like, immediately, I was like, what time period is this? Who could that be? Oh, my God. Is that Luke? And then he gets in the hallway, black robe, yeah. green lightsaber ignites. Worst CGI. Lee shit, it's Luke. <laughs> and then instead of just casting Sebastian Stan to play young Luke, they did terrible CGI. <laughs> And it was still great, though. Oh, it was a great moment. It, as soon as you seen the green lightsaber, I mean. Yeah. And the yeah. robot hand. Yeah. Like, yep. man, it was good. Uh, probably the most excited I've been to see Luke Skywalker on screen since I watched the original trilogy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the, the newer trilogy, uh, I, I really feel like they did Luke dirty for most of that. But, uh, yeah, that that was awesome. What else we got? Billy's number two is Ahsoka from Star Wars. Yes. Mm. yes. I'm excited for that series. Yeah. Ahsoka showing up in, in Mandalorian was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And Rosario Dawson, great casting choice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Such a huge nerd. She's perfect to be a live-action version of a Star Wars character, for sure. Is... Um, Katrina changed her number two <laughs> to Alice Quinn coming back from The Magicians. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, Alice died. But did she? She was a demon. It's a whole. Gotcha. You probably haven't. Okay. 
have no idea. The Magicians is good. You should check it out. Is it a movie? It? It's a TV series. It was on Sci-Fi. Was it? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It ran on Sci-Fi Channel. Nice. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, so you got some more on there. No, um, I, his is on there twice. Oh, cool. Um, oh. My number two from the very first Saw movie, when Jigsaw stands up out of the middle of the room <laughs> and he was actually the killer the entire time. Damn. Did that catch you guys off guard? Yeah, I did not expect that to be on your list. Why? Huh? Why? I don't know. I just, I just expect that. I, I've never heard you talk about Saw or Jigsaw or anything really? like that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, I I do enjoy horror films. Nice. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. The great thing about saying horror films is you really got to enunciate that second O-R, you yeah. know? Horror films? Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> just say that you really like horror films. You must well say you like Pornhub. That's it. I do love Pornhub. <laughs> Damn it. I could just say it either way. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Blake! Yep. Your number one! You know, there's some things while. you just miss about the podcast, and there's some things you just don't. Um, <laughs> Wonder which that one is. <laughs> my number one is actually Danny's number three. When everyone from Infinity, Infinity War got blipped out and they you came come back. come up with a new number one? <laughs> no, because that, that was my number one for a reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm we sticking to that. We didn't pre-share our list, so. No, we didn't. Uh, so, <laughs> literally, I mean, word for word what he explained a while ago. I uh, my experience of seeing that in the theaters. So like, the 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 MCU movies have done really good at tugging at your heartstrings and bringing some you know a lump in your throat, tears in your eyes for some certain you know sad moments. And I have never in my life sat in a theater and in the same movie cried sad tears, full blown cry, and then cry full blown tears of joy. That moment when everybody came back and Falcon says cap on your left and they're starting to walk through them portals, I literally, for the first time ever in my life, cried. I'm talking about tears rolling down my face. Happy tears of joy. Because that, that was probably the most impressionable cinematic uh, frame I've ever seen in in my whole life. Ever. The most happiest moment I've ever seen in cinema. Yeah. And just cheers, people like screaming, Man, like the theater exploded. Insane. Yes. And then Absolutely. like f- following right after that when uh, Peter and Tony hug. And, you yeah. know, because Tony's like, you know, not wanting to hug all through yeah. all these movies. And he's like, give him a hug. He's like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. You know, like that right there. Ooh, put sit there and put a lump in your throat too. Yeah. That, that was the most happiest cinema experience I think I've ever had and I, I can't believe it made me cry tears of happiness yeah and it's a lot a lot of things come full circle there because in Homecoming whenever Tony lets Peter out of the car yeah. and he's like <laughs> I'm just opening the door this isn't a hug we're not there yet yeah and then he hugs him in an end game yeah. uh, dude it it was I'm getting near, chills talking about it right now it was a near <laughs> impossibility it was a near impossibility that in the setting, the way that Hollywood worked at the time, mm-hmm. that they were going to be able to pull off 10 years worth of consecutive films in one universe with most of the cast staying the same. No one ended up dead. No one ended up in prison. Mm. No one 
I don't I don't know, got killed by the mafia, whatever. Uh and ego stayed in check, films got made, yep. and all the way ten years to that scene in Endgame culminated in in this just perfect moment of of synergy of filmmaking. It was perfect. Of, if if Marvel drops the ball for the next ten years, they still pulled that off. Yeah. Beautifully. Yeah. And and that's something no one else has ever done in the history of movies ever. And uh it's incredible. Mm. Uh, they earned it. They earned every every cheer, every whoop, every holler, every laugh, every tear, every smile, <laughs> every penny that went into buying the tickets for that. Uh so yeah. You okay over there? I'm, I'm good. I just read <laughs> Ben's number one. <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face reading it. <laughs> okay, Heather. <laughs> Nick Beck's number one is the cast of Comically Inclined. Hey! hey. Thanks, Thank Nick. You, Nick. I I don't know how to feel about the fact that it was unexpected, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that it was uh, it was good. How you, you put it that way? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. No. <laughs> well, there's our one F word. Oh, man. Oh, no, I... there's about to be a few more. Oh, okay. Katrina's number one is motherfucking Dave and Tennant coming back as the motherfucking doctor. <laughs> yes. Dude, I I was not current on Doctor Who when this happened, and I saw it on YouTube, and I immediately like ran in the bedroom to show Katrina, and she cried. In this, like, one-minute video of the Doctor regenerating and it being David Tennant, she bawled. Mm. And she's like, why am I crying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, Heather, after this, uh, if you want to talk to HR about Katrina threatening you in the (laughs) chat, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Ben, be looking for that (laughs) text to come through. Um, Billy Rhodes' number one is Beavis and Butthead. Hmm. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead's return to uh, streaming services. And it's hilarious. Dude, I was uh, I took my oldest daughter Emma to get a tattoo the other day, and uh, they were playing it in the studio, and I was laughing so hard. And it's been <laughs> forever since I've watched Beavis and Butthead, and I it is really so good. It. Really? Yes, huh. it's so good. Ben's number one is Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> go go ahead. <laughs> Dale coming back as a zombie to stop Brennan from touching his drum set. It's like Cold Case Files. It's just like Cold Case Files. It's just like Cold Case Files. (laughs) (laughs) You were dead. I saw you die. I was faking. I used Ninja Focus to slow my heart rate down. (laughs) I love Step Brothers. One of my favorite things in that movie, real quick, is like when they're trying to sell the house. And they're doing the little scenarios to scare people away. He's like wrapped up in that shower curtain. He's so cold. Yeah. (laughs) Or when they're dressed, uh, uh, the one, the one, uh, just like Hitler's dressed as Hitler. Another one's a Klansman. Yeah, yeah, and as a Klansman, he's just mowing the yard, like waving to the neighbors. Just, uh, that's so funny. Oh man. Uh, Speaking of incredibly quotable movies, I have a story. So we're driving home. I don't remember where we were at the other day, uh, Katrina and I, and I was quoting Dumb and Dumber, as one does. Mm -hmm. I quote Dumb and Dumber all the time. And Katrina and I got to talking about it, and she was quoting things from Dumb and Dumber, and I recognized the quotes, and I was like, that's 
from the second one, Dumb and Dumberer, when Harry met Lloyd, when they're teenagers. And she's like, yeah, when they're teenagers. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, Dumb and Dumber. And I said, no, that's Dumb and Dumberer. That's the second one. <laughs> and she's like, what? And she's like, I watched that so much as a kid. And I was like, that's not Dumb and Dumber. Did she ever see the first one? She has never seen oh. it. <laughs> I, I wish Heather was on camera for that. Yeah. Her her literal <laughs> jaw touched the floor. <laughs> so we're she's watching it now. She's watching it now. But she was quoting the scene where he smears chocolate all over the bathroom. And I was like, that's the second one. That is not the... You've never seen Dumb and Dumber? And I literally quote it every day. It's like, it's like the Abraham Lincoln thing. I quote Dumb and Dumber every day. So it's... Yeah, Dumb and Dumber is like the most quotable. Thank you, Ben, <laughs> for sure. Anyway, what else we got in chat? Deontay's number one is a tie between the Avengers blip and the return of the Green Ranger. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> speaking of things that happened while we were gone, yeah. Well, I was saying he, Jason, Jason David Frank passed away. Uh, F in the chat for old JDF. Oof. But yeah, the uh, Green Ranger's return in Power Rangers was incredible. Uh, yeah, and uh, Jeffrey Fountain's Wait, Comically Clan has an HR department. Yes, we actually do. We Sorry. we really do. We really do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and if you need to contact them, they're uh, they're in the chat. It's Ben. Yeah, Ben is our, our fact checker. Is our HR actually uh, human relations specialist for sure? And he's great at it. Actually, he really takes good. the job very seriously. Yeah. Even though he, he puts us in our place sometimes. Even though he will not <laughs> hesitate to tell you. All about yourself. He <laughs> definitely takes his human relations specialist position very seriously. Uh, is there what else, else we got? That is all. Well, oh, so yeah. we're down to my number one. Yeah. Do you want to ask me? What's your number one, Danny? My number one <laughs> comes from a little book series called The Wheel of Time. And there is a character in there called Lan, Lan Mandragoran. And in the book, <clears throat> he's this grizzled old fighter that teaches all the teenagers in the story how to be fighters and it, throughout the course of the story he falls in love something that you would have never expected to happen with one of the main female characters and then he goes through this whole adventure of he's like this forgotten he's basically aragorn he's yeah. he's the king who's lost his kingdom and in the end of the book they go back to his kingdom that he has lost and try to reclaim it and all these guys are trying to fight this one fighter this one other legendary swordsman and he keeps killing people and Lan goes up to fight this guy, gets stabbed, and dies. But he doesn't die. At the end of the book, he picks himself back up, pulls the sword out of himself, and kills this motherfucker. And it is incredible. Like, only time in history, in my history as a nerd, that I have read a fantasy book and literally as I'm flipping pages, tears falling out of my eyes from this scene. It's so well written. Brandon Sanderson does a great job uh, bringing all of the emotional heft that this should have, and it completely comes out of left field because you're like, crap, man. Even Land died, but Land didn't die. He came back, he reclaimed his kingdom, and he became the king he was meant to be. It's incredible. Anyway, that's my nice. number number one. We have that's an honorable awesome. mention. Hit me. Ugly Sonic in the Chippendale movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that's really funny. I've not watched the Chippendale. Uh, it, it's all right. Uh, it's not something to write home about. But like, I died when I seen the ugly Sonics that got bullied out of yeah. being in there. And literally, he's at a comic con, posted as his sign says the ugly Sonic. 
Yes. And it's, I mean, who, who expected them to call that, you know, to yeah. attention and just be like, here's a funny thing for a movie, but somebody had the balls to do it and we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. So that has been our top five. Nick says, hey, uh, da- uh, hey Ben, for the first uh, HR job of the year, Danny needs to go back to the pink hair. Uh, the pink mohawk, uh, probably not coming back for a while. I think I'm going to go green next. Danny's actually working on growing back all the hair, it looks like. Uh, I do need to shave the sides. <laughs> I do need to trim trim my mohawks. Uh, speaking of shows that have came out uh, since we've been gone that we missed to talk about, is Guardians of the Galaxy's Christmas special. Yeah. Thoroughly fun. Yes, like I, I, I love that uh, the whole Kevin Bacon thing. That that was great, uh, man. Yeah, know. So you know the band that plays in the beginning and then plays with yeah. Kevin Bacon at the end. You know that's Kevin Bacon's actual band. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my Those god. Those were actual songs they'd written for the movie. Wow, that's yeah. even better. That makes it even yeah. that much more better. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the lead singer of that band in in real life. That's great. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, we all find out, you know, uh, Star-Lord's sister is Mantis. Yes. Uh, I do love the memes where it's like, uh, Mantis, you're my stepsister. This is the greatest gift ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then me. Mantis is stuck in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yes. And it, and it makes sense. Every person on Ego's planet was an offshoot or created by ego right, which makes sense so why wouldn't yeah. Mantis be his child right it's true uh also i really i really want to see i know this was just like a little fun uh thing that they did for christmas special but i really want to see just a little quick something uh in some mcu series or movie or something where bucky's looking around for his arm and can't find it oh yeah like because that wasn't just his his old vibranium arm i mean or his old uh yeah vibranium arm that was the wakandan arm uh that they made for yes. him it wasn't the old silver one right so i mean that that was his current arm that, yeah. that she, she gave him yeah that, so, well that's the arm from when when rocket said oh i'm gonna get that arm yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like i really i really want them to do just a little quick nod of him looking around for it and have to go like maybe that's why he puts the silver one back on or or something i don't know but yeah and then james gunn very specifically said that she just came down and took it from him like oh, really? <laughs> they didn't sleep together or anything like that, and she just stole it the morning after or anything. She just came down and was like, stole his arm off of his body and came back. I would love to see like a deal where like she's sneaking in his bedroom while he's asleep, and yeah. like like pulls it off the closet shelf or something. <laughs> you're probably not going to sneak up on the Winter Soldier. Oh uh, yeah, you're probably right. Like that's probably yeah. not going to happen, even if you're Nebula. <laughs> uh, maybe, but probably not. Um, but yeah, dude, the, it's so good. Like, uh, I, and I know that the whole thing with the guardians Christmas special is like a tongue in cheek reference to the star Wars Christmas special, Mm. but it was way better than the star Wars Christmas special. It was really good. It gave us kind of more of everything I love about guardians of the galaxy. You know, um, at the end of the day, I think the the coolest thing about the guardians movies, isn't the action pieces or Mm. anything like that. It's really the characters interactions and how they work as this kind of weird family. Yeah. Um, I think that's the dynamic that I've always loved. And and Dave Bautista was peak Drax through, oh, the, whole, yeah. through the whole for sure. Mo- the the whole special. And we actually get a oh, what's the dog? That's no, not Apollo. Uh, Cosmo. Cosmo, yeah. Yeah. We actually uh 
get some kind of voice with that too. Yeah, and rocket and talking back and forth. So and, that was kind and of Cosmo is voiced by and I forget her name, but it's the girl who plays uh, in Borat too, the one that he brings to America to sell. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> she's the one that voices Cosmo. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and and they bought the they bought nowhere from the collector. Oh, they bought it? Yeah, that they said that okay. in the special. Okay. I, I knew they said they sold it and they were moving or whatever, but I didn't, I didn't realize they bought it. So that's, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Where did the Guardians get the money to buy a Celestial well, when, Head? When, after Endgame, I mean, you save the universe. Hell, there's no telling. <laughs> it just seems like they bungle everything they try to do, so I just yeah. wonder where they were able to come up with all that cheddar. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's the head of a Celestial, so there's no telling what remnants are. Yeah, oh, remnants were left laying in that thing. And uh, Gar- uh, Guardians three trailer dropped as well. We got a really good look yep. at Adam Warlock. Yep, which is that looks pretty good. Like one of the most incredible characters in Marvel canon, and so seeing him on screen and the fact that he's probably not going to be one and done mm-hmm. in Guardians three. Like he's probably going to be around for a while. Well, I wonder too, since we're probably going to get a couple of the Guardians killed off, and this is the last round of the Guardians being this group. If he might just be a new Guardian for the new established group. <laughs> Uh, also, another rumor I forgot to mention earlier that's definitely worth bringing up right now real quick is there is rumor that the, the uh, Celestial that's coming out of the Earth is actually get, has adamantium metal that's made out of. Yeah. And there's going to be a war where people are trying to go, you know, governments and stuff like that and uh, other heroes and villains are trying to go after that and get that adamantium metal. And that uh, also that that... Uh, celestial partially coming out of the earth is also going to be the new Genosha that yeah. that is going to be you know the mutant haven where uh, Magneto has and, and that the power given off from them converting him into a uh, solid rock or whatever right. is what triggered the mutation yeah. that's causing mutants yep and so like I don't know if this is all rumored but man that that would be awesome that would make sense where Adamantium would finally come into play when it's never been around before uh, and then having that as Genosha all that just makes so much more. That just makes so much sense. So that that would be pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, and man, uh, th- there's just so much future <laughs> that's that's coming down the pipeline for Marvel. There is. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of us. Yeah. For the it. week. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it felt good to be back. But guess what, guys? We'll be back next week with yes. more comically inclined. Yep. So, you know. Gird your loins, <laughs> or don't. I'm not your dad. Uh, but until next time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for all of us here at Comically Inclined, we'll catch you next time.